Welcome back to today's episode. We're talking about Justice Judy, a new TV show that's been on for 25 years, but now it's on IMDb TV. Well, they didn't move it over from IMDb to TV. It was like an original show. It was Judge Judy. Yeah. And now it's Justice Judy. Yeah. But did they, did they have to change the name? Well, apparently she has a different robe and she put her hair in a bun and I think that... that yeah, she does have a different hairstyle. And she also brought, I believe, her granddaughter over who plays the law clerk, Sarah Rose. Um, and they did not... That is like her protege. They did the not get the same bailiff. That's not really that big of an issue. Well, these are all the differences in the show. Because every single review yeah, I've I said, mean, there's Kevin and Whitney, who are the other two, besides, as you said, Sarah, right? Right, yeah, Whitney Kumar. She plays the stenographer. I guess mm-hmm. I shouldn't say plays. She is the stenographer for the show. They kind of acted up, so you can say plays. Well, yeah, they said that this is a more flashy version of Judge Judy. I've never really watched the show. Now I've seen five episodes of Justice Judy, and I can tell that there's certainly a formula. And I probably don't need to see any more episodes to really get a full sense of what the show's about but like is it trash television or did you actually learn anything about it what do you mean by trash television like is it like the worst reality show out there no No, i meant more along the lines of like entertaining but just junk food or is it just bad you don't have to be paying attention to really get an understanding they recap it for you after every commercial break and there are commercial breaks despite it being on a streaming network it's like 20 minutes right yeah 20, 30 minutes. And and it's just continually, like, cases? That's At the it. beginning of the episode, they introduced a new case. There was only one episode, I think it was, like, three or four, where they actually had two cases in it um, because they just couldn't fill in the time. And the first case of that episode, it was Sister Feud, Driver in Disguise, Liliana versus Sandy, and it seemed like those two sisters actually cared for one another, which was kind of odd because the rest of the episodes dealt with people who really don't ever need to see each other again. Like exes and just bad relationships or... Yeah, it was either that or bad deals that happened, like bad trades or like someone stole something from how someone do you, How do you go to court for, for bad trade? Well, this is civil court, so any everything that's right. going on here is under $10,000. Right, it's nothing, it's nothing huge, yeah, right. Uh-huh. And the one case that there was like a felony thing that was before that, like it had been dismissed beforehand uh-huh. so that she was able to take the court case. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's arbitrary. That's kind of the whole entire point. She's an arbitrator. One thing I found interesting is that the people that are charged are usually not the people that pay a majority of the fees that they have to owe the other person. The producers from the You mean the people who lose? Yeah. Like when they're being sued and stuff? Right. The producers of the show are the ones that actually come in and give the other person- They cover the cost? A majority of it, yeah. That comes at like a huge cost of your own though. Because if you're on that show, you're basically signing away your dignity. Well, it's it's not The way that that Judge Judy Judy treats these people is- Basically, she shames them. Oh, yeah, no, I know. That's why she's been so incredibly she's, successful. She scolds it. Yeah, it's almost like watching a Steve Har- Harvey or Gordon Ramsay. Like that. Dr. It's just Phil. the thing with. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Phil as well. But basically, she she's not afraid to treat them like just scum. Oh, yeah. And, no. No, it's 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 well, dehumanizing it, it, almost. Oh, it definitely is. But the thing is, is that she's one. I had a little bit of a moral cringe to it because she bases like every decision she makes off of her own presumptions, and she presumes a lot. Like she can and be she even, projects it too, right? Yeah, and she could be wrong about a lot of the things that she's saying. Like she's like, that's just a flat out lie, and it's like, no, it wasn't. Um, but she has no way of knowing one way or the other. She's just going off how she feels at that moment, and then she. At the end, it feels like, yeah, she probably got the judgment right, um, like, as far as who's at fault and such. But 
she does it in a way she strings along her own narrative and then she presents it to the audience almost like it's completely factual because it came out of her mouth. I've heard she bases a lot off of the police reports and there's been some Yes, that's why I'm saying that she gets it probably right at the end because she isn't afraid to just call someone out and say, I'm not going to listen to all your spiel. But she shushes them so much and she just treats them so poorly that I would never in a million years want to be on a program like that because of just rewatchability. I if think... someone has that episode... They could blackmail me with it for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, there, there's, a, there's a couple things. One, I know that there have been some episodes, one in particular that I was kind of, when I was doing research for it, I saw it, where, like, someone was a heroin addict, and um, they were having serious withdrawal when they were on trial for it. And she, you could kind of see a little bit of a softer side to her when she was, like, actually trying to Yeah, but that's to another person. thing that's scary to me is the fact that she makes such assumptions. Like, it's like the voice where you're not supposed to uh, see someone, so you're not supposed to be affected by right. how they look. I feel like she is. I think she, because she'll shut people up who look like they're thugs. Like, to the point where she's basically reducing everybody to a yes or no answer. And then, like, even if she asks them to explain a little bit if they explain like one word too many or should they go off in any sort of tangent about anything she'll just be a, Shh, a complete shutdown unless like with the two sisters where one of them was taking care of the other one's baby she would ask a question and she would allow that person to just go on for a couple minutes about her life and such because she felt that she was in the right i think so she picks favorites yeah definitely and I guess that's what I'm getting at, is that I don't like the fact that the judge is picking favorites when she should just be looking at the analytical evidence. I'm okay with her shutting people up if they start trying to aggrandize what they've done or, or like, you know, put, play, put, place themselves as the hero of the situation. Well, yeah, but what if they, like, admit that they were wrong? One of her most famous cases is the fact that someone incriminated themselves within the first two minutes and then, like, basically called them dumb and dumber. <laughs> she does that every episode. It doesn't, that's, and sometimes they do kind of incriminate themselves because they admit to having, like, for instance, in the Uber case, she threw a water bottle and at the very front of the case, she's like, yes, I did throw the water bottle. And I was like, that's basically what you guys are arguing. But is about. that, wait, so that was the main thing of the case? The fact that she threw a water bottle? It hit someone's lip and then she had a heart attack and then she was suing her for damages or something or it was like a countersuit that, that she... seems so uh, like far-fetched like well the, the case was that there was this car wash and these two ladies were trying to merge into one lane that was going to take them into the car wash and then they were arguing about who had gotten there first and one lady got out of her vehicle and the uber driver was in her vehicle and the first lady went over tapped on the window or actually the window was down and started yelling at her and the Uber driver then took a water bottle, which she said was a Pringles can, but it was probably a water bottle and just, but like a metal one and threw it at the lady. It busted her lip. And then she said she had a heart attack afterwards and went to the hospital. The Uber driver drove away. So then <laughs> the Uber driver lost her job and she was actually, and she actually could have gone to jail because she had like flee the incident of a crime you know thing, yeah. and so then they dropped that case because she didn't have any priors however in the civil suit she was suing the lady who had yelled at her because she said that uh she had lost wages because of that and that she shouldn't have lost wages because she wasn't actually charged with a felony because they had dropped that case was that the most interesting case that there was no, but it's an instance where she incriminated herself at the beginning by admitting that she had actually caused the damage. And because on the police report, she had said that she didn't actually throw the water bottle mm. or the uh, Pringles can at the lady's face that it had missed her. 
So okay, that's that's ridiculous. Did they did they go through like two? Well, th- that's also something that Judge Judy likes to say a lot is that things are ridiculous, and so that's part of her. Are life. they ridiculous usually? Um, yes and no. Some of the testimony does come across poorly at at times. Like you can tell that they're probably lying about stuff, but she's so confident. It's like watching a Shark Tank Shark Tank episode where you want the sharks to just shut up sometimes because they are so rude. You know. Well, that's why I've been reading it. It's that the fact that if you like Judge Judy, you're going to like this show. But it, it kind of turns off anyone else who isn't into that type of personality. Or well, especially like since it's the same formula over and over and over again. And she always tries to pretend that she's a really nice person and she's treating them. How? Because it starts off and she's like, hello, it's good to see everybody today. Let's hear from you. And it's like the second, the second that someone says something other than yes or no to her question, she's like, you think I didn't know that? Or... Things that I like about her program are that she doesn't go, uh, ever. Like, I think that's probably part of the reason So she, she's so good at television is that she never fumbles her words and that she doesn't stutter. She actually gets mad at people for saying um whenever they're on trial. Yeah, um, <laughs> and obviously, and anything that uh, is like an adjective to describe a behavior, like uh they angrily came over i don't want to hear if they angrily i just want to know what they did specifically so anything that actually moved the plot along you're saying <laughs> sorry sense and like and no filler words not a it, there's filler words but there's also description words that are trying to make it seem like some is something mm, okay like, so they're playing in their own type of slant yeah she i mean she i'm surprised that you say that she tries to make herself seem nice because she's like been like she's referred to people as snowflakes and it's even said even in the trailer that she sometimes pc and sometimes not Did you well see the it? uber driver was really stupid because she came in there and she's called the other person a karen like she made herself seem like such uh How old? a snooty 25 or 26 uh-huh. i forget like, she, she just came across really uh, spoiled, despite the fact that she, you could tell, didn't have a lot of money. And it was like, she can't afford to really be that spoiled. Aren't they all, don't they all come in as kind of spoiled? Like, it has the narrator. They all come they, in arrogant. It, they all, it, they, it has the narrator. You need to have a certain amount of, like, just thick skin to deal with public tv and knowing that you're going to be watched by so many people or just disregard with like i don't care who sees this you know right but it has that's what makes me feel bad about anybody who may get tricked into going on a program tricked like that. into it like you have to sign something yeah but the two sisters who went in the ones who are there simply because they want the money which is i think all of them right yeah but who just who are vulnerable to being like I, some people can handle criticism more than others and just being shushed or shut up or like it, it's got to make you cry some people oh yeah but i mean again that's the brand that she goes with she's one of the highest paid people on american television she only had to go but to be mocked in front of as she puts it millions of people i'm not sure if millions of people but are she keeps on making that. that joke she's like millions of people are watching this so i want to make sure that i'm coming across well <laughs> like she to ask whitney that a few times she's like is that does that did you hear that did you hear that and it was like yes that's clearly what they said how many episodes how many cases do they go through episode uh usually just one there was like one episode i think it was four where they went through two okay well yeah i mean they usually go through eight or nine in a day yeah that makes sense because the, the actual episodes without the commercial breaks would probably go really quickly just like a real courtroom um where they tackle just a ton of cases every single day well yeah i mean she only ended up having on her old show to go into work 52 times a day like 52 times a year yeah it's like jeopardy (laughs) basically they film a ton of episodes 
in one day and then they just release them throughout the week. So when James Holzer was winning all those things? Yeah, they do like four like episodes a day. So like if someone has a really good day, that's why you sometimes see like maybe... That's weird. If someone has a really good day on Jeopardy, like they win Not five Not only in that, a row. but the contestants who are sitting in the stands see the previous losers lose. Mm-hmm. And so they get like psyched out of it sometimes so that's mm-hmm. why the winner always has a little bit of an advantage because they know when to use the buzzer and they know how it feels to be up there while the incoming people have like this disadvantage of like not only the nervousness of having watched this person win but also having to learn the system well okay since we're bringing up other shows this brings me to I'm bringing... i want to see someone get on to judge judy and outdo her like just that would be harassing but <laughs> then it's almost i mean you're going against there like, are times boss. where she gets surprised like where she, they say no that's not what happened and then she'll listen to them explain something but the second that they she it's a very fine line to which she'll uh, accept that sort of reasoning well yeah i mean like uh, it's almost like both the defend or the plaintiff and the defendant have to agree that something she said is wrong before she'll admit that it was wrong it's always strange when you see something like that. Like, it reminds me of the uh, Hell's Kitchen episode when the guy lost his shit, threw his jacket off, and went up to Gordon Ramsay and started cursing him out. Mm-hmm. And you were wondering if he was, like, going to throw a punch or something. Is Does it ever get, like, that tensionness in the courtroom? No, 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 no. Like, even the, the episode with Marco and Lauren, she was kind of really... She was clearly frustrated with the way Marco was presenting himself because he kept on doing this thing where he would call her yes ma'am like he would be really upset (laughs) but he wouldn't do anything hostile but then she sent the bailiff over to him when he interrupted her like one too many times and asked and he kept on being like no no no, i don't need the bailiff here i'm fine and the guy was like well like like he was ready to like escort him out of the courtroom and it was pretty fun when you were in elementary school did they ever make you go through like a jury day i remember in fifth grade i played the bailiff and um and i like mock trials yeah and i took the role as the bailiff as someone who was like a bouncer at a security guard i learned later on that bailiffs i think are supposed to be kind of nice but i was playing he was really nice except (laughs) see this is the thing even in those mock trials as a teenager right you are treated better than she treats a lot of the people coming in. She, again, treats the people who are coming in there who are pre- probably pretty poor as scum. And it's just, it, it introduces this idea and keeps it present in our society that people who can't afford good representation or who have these type of issues where they find themselves in a possession like this deserve to be treated like just lower class citizens well is she very like pull yourself up by your bootstraps i mean i think a little bit they do end every single episode in a way i don't know if they did with the original show which is that she talks to the law clerk the protege and basically they have like a one minute chat about what they just did like what what the so they're actually trying to teach you a little bit in that sense not teach but explain why she came to the reason that she did like i looked at the police report and i saw this and then the law clerk will be like yep 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 i believe the way (laughs) that they ended the uh like the other one was that it would do the credits but then to the side you would always get like a one-on-one interview with a person who either won the case or lost the case Mm -hmm. and they would just continually play those in episode two the road rage heart attack that's the one with the Uber driver. Mm. She took in the felony report of the one that they dropped and she looked at it and she said, well, this was dropped in the interest of justice, which meant they don't want to waste their time with it because they saw that it would probably end up uh, being dismissed anyway because you could plead that you were um, fearing for your life or whatever. Mm. So she does try to teach you micro um <laughs> law i guess <laughs> but nothing to a point where if you were watching this this isn't going to help you pass a bar exam ever 
Well, I have a game here. Three truths and one lie. It, it, and they're all centered around court shows. Okay. Um, and I have a description of each one here. Oh, I have to tell which of the shows is fake? Yeah, which of the shows is not real. So uh, well, the first one is Gary Busey, Pet Judge. Comedy courtroom miniseries spanning six episodes that features Gary Busey. That's the fake one. <laughs> I'm just going to jump and say that's the fake one. But go ahead. Uh, I... I <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep going with what I was saying or if I just go to the next one. You know, I'm just going to go to the next one. All right. No, you should explain what it is. Okay. Well, yeah. Gary Busey, a judge adjudicates pet-related disputes with a, court, with a courtroom <laughs> setting. The second one is Street Court, a court show that brought people to the scene of the crime where Michael Mazzarillo, who became famous because I think he talked back to Rudy Giuliani over something, would bring in the witnesses and they would hash out their version of the story. That also sounds fake. Okay. Then there's Kangaroo Court, an animated kid show about, about a wisecracking judge kangaroo uh, who was voiced by Mark Hamill. And the show became famous because it would bring in a lot of guest stars, including Johnny Damon, John Cleese, Harvey Keitel, and Patrick Stewart, among others. Then the last one was The Blame Game, a show that ran on MTV about two exes that through a series of rounds would be pulled by the audience about whose fault the breakup was. If that you 100% lost. sounds real, so it might be the fake one, but it's that sounds like a Jerry Springer knockoff. I'm going to just say the Gary Busey one. Um, because I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no, that one's real. Okay, all right. The one Is that was two? fake, it was Kangaroo Court. So the one I was, like, 100% sure. <laughs> See, when you started throwing in the guest stars, that was the only time where I was like, oh, well, this might be... Because there was too much information. But Kangaroo Court sounds like a good name for a TV show. I took it straight from the Rick and Morty thing, when, like, uh, Rick was talking about being Kangaroo Court and how Morty... It was the based off the actual... I don't like case. the Gary Busey one. Read that description again. A comedy courtroom miniseries spanning six episodes that features Gary Busey adjudicating pet-related disputes within a courtroom setting. I don't. <laughs> What? It came out in 2020. Oh. So we missed it. We didn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to make you watch it now. Oh, I, if this. it gets a season two, I don't know how well it did with ratings. Probably pretty well. I mean, this one is probably going to be on for a little while now. Because, again, 25 years, they're moving on to the streaming service. Yeah, so did they, what's the background with this lady? Like, what's Judge Judy known for besides Judge Judy? I think she's just known for being Judge Judy. I it's think like, what, you didn't do the research on, like, where she came from? Well, I know that Dr. She, Phil was started off as like some sort of criminal a criminologist or something. And then he went over to Oprah's show and then he became like a psychiatrist. Based off of one interviewer or what? No, he was like a, he was like Dr. Oz where they would come in as a guest star sometimes and just talk about stuff. And then he got his own spinoff show, I think. No, I think that she just became a judge and she ended up getting really famous for being like kind of wisecracking, like kangaroo court. You have no other information than the just... Her net worth is $440 million. She has almost half a million dollars, or billion dollars? Uh, but yeah, almost half a billion, yeah. What if they, like, elevated her status so that, like, she would actually get, like, celebrity? I wouldn't hate the premise of her shaming celebrities. So celebrity. Because they can handle it. They've got the money to fall back on. And if they've got, it's like the prank show that used to happen, right? The Ashton Kutcher. Oh, one, yeah. Where it's like, if they're willing punked. to get pranked, punked. Uh, then why not? I don't think they were ever willing. Okay, this is the first one. I'm just pitching it now because you said Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, (laughs) Justice Judy. Just get it out in the open. Get it all out there. I said Johnny Damon. I didn't say Johnny Depp. I wanted to hear what you were going to (laughs) say. You said Johnny Damon and I didn't realize. If you had said that, I would have immediately (laughs) said fake. 
I thought you said Johnny Depp. <laughs> he was a baseball player in the mid-90s. Why is no, that, that awful. Like... No, that would not have been real. I would have known it immediately. I thought you said Johnny Depp. Like, I was 100% sure you said Johnny Depp. Okay, yes. But if they could just get that, like, divorce thing handled <laughs> right out in the open, everybody would love that episode. I'm sure it would she, get, like, 500 million views. She said that she never wants to do anything else. Like, she, if they pitched a comedy to her, she wouldn't do it. She, she would be a scary thing... grandma. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. All she does is give out punishment. Well, there's that. And also, like, everybody around her, from the bailiff to the law clerk to the stenographer, they just nod. Like, whenever she what says something, they, they just giggle at her jokes and they nod. They're like an entourage of people from, um, what's that Andy Samberg movie? Pop star, never sound. Yeah, seen. the ones who just eat the shit pancakes. That's all they're doing <laughs> is eating shit pancakes the entire time. And with that, we're going to end the episode. Thanks for wait, listening. Wait, wait, Bye. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What, like... A, what would I give it? Yeah. Hmm. I was <laughs> trying sure. to avoid that. I'm not sure All if right. you can do that with this show, but try. Yeah. So actually for just a one-off, if you, you've never seen it, I'd give it, I'd say watch it. Yeah. See that like episode, that's an eight. But after rewatching, like the more you watch, it be, it lowers itself down to like a six where okay. it's barely tolerable <laughs> because you've seen the same thing happen A over six and over is again. barely toler- tolerable? It's a D. It's a D. It's a 60%. D minus. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, that's all I have. So. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.